Welcome everyone to the Top Diz. I'm your host Ty. Today we are going to be talking about the top lands within Hollywood Studios. Now Hollywood Studios is like the park to go to right now. So many people are wanting to go to this park and really enjoy everything that it has, which is wild because this park is just Look for identity for forever. It has changed and changed and changed over the time since um, it was created. And I know I've personally seen it many different facets. Uh, But we're going to be talking about the top lands within Hollywood Studios. So that is the different areas within Hollywood Studios, the different lands within there. And hopefully you can take this and kind of plan your trip out and, and find out you know, which area you want to spend the most time with or what areas I think are the best. And so um, when we talk about Hollywood Studios, you know, you come in to Hollywood Studios and, and you enter in and into a Hollywood Boulevard and it's it's awesome. It's amazing. It feels like you are truly walking into Hollywood or to a, you know, a studios somewhere. And it's just, it's really cool. And it feels like you are in the action and there's some great things about Hollywood Studios. I love the interaction that you get with cast members um, along the way. There's usually people engaging and on the streets and doing different things but we're going to talk about the different lands within Hollywood Studios today and when I talk about the different lands they are Animation Courtyard, Commissary Lane, Echo Lake, Grand Avenue, Hollywood Boulevard, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Sunset Boulevard, and Toy Story Land. There is Pixar Place. I'm not including that today because there's not really much in Pixar's Place right now besides some uh, Joffrey's Coffee and kind of where you wait sometimes to get onto Slinky Dog. So um, I'm just talking about those few. And when you walk in to Hollywood Studios, like I said, you're on Hollywood Boulevard. And um, you can go multiple ways from that. But that's really the entrance into Hollywood Studios. And I'm going to rank my my top lands here today. And so take that for what you will. And just a little background about Hollywood Studios. It opened um, in May of 1989. It was actually called MGM, Disney MGM Studios back then. They had an agreement with MGM. And they really wanted to create a place that was similar to Universal at the time where You did have some rides and some interactions, but it was actually supposed to be a working studios, which it was. There was actually animators and people that worked for Disney, and you got to see that in a backlot tour. It was really cool, and it was, you know, theme park inspired by show business and operating in an operating production studio. It had active film and TV productions happening actually in this studio, which you don't get any of that these days, but classics like. Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, Lion King, um, Mulan, Lilo and Stitch were all created, um, or at least some of it was animated and created there in Hollywood Studios. But now it's just a theme park. There's none of that production going on. You know, there's been lots of things. Like I said, I think Hollywood Studios was really searching for identity for seemed like every other year since it opened and just tried many different things, like some of the stuff that's not there any longer. There was a lights, motor, action stunt show that was amazing and it involved cars and doing different things. It was it was awesome. I remember seeing that. Um, there was an American Idol experience when American Idol was huge where you could actually participate and try to be an American Idol. Uh, the great movie ride is no longer there. 
it was right there in the Chinese theater in the middle of Hollywood studios. And you got to see just a bunch of different um, films within that, uh, classic films. There was a point where they were going to go down this Roger Rabbit hole when Roger Rabbit was famous when it first got produced. And they were going to create a whole land for Roger Rabbit, but that didn't happen. There's historically live entertainment, or there was live entertainment. They had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at one point, Ace Ventura, Power Rangers, High School Musical 3. When it came out, they would actually come out and sing the songs from High School Musical, and uh, that was a piece. So it was trying to be a true Hollywood Studios where, one, they either created animation at the time, or two, had a bunch of live entertainment for you. And that, like I said, that's kind of evolved over the years. And, and we have what we now have, which is a traditional uh, Disney theme park. It's engaging in many aspects. But I'm going to rate those lands and talk about them. Um, what were my favorites? Where do I like to spend the time? And you can maybe use this to help plan your time. So like I said, those lands were Animation Courtyard, Commissary Lane, Echo Lake, Grand Avenue, Hollywood Boulevard, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Sunset Boulevard, and Toy Story Land. So I'm ranking them. I'm start with number eight. Number eight is Commissary Lane. And in this area of Hollywood Studios is very short, really. That's why it comes in at number eight. If you are looking at the Chinese Theater, which is right up uh, Hollywood Boulevard, um, kind of to the left of Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railroad when you're there, it's basically that road that goes down there. And that road um, basically dead dead ends into uh, Grand Avenue. So it's just a it's just a small road, but on that road you have ABC Commissary, which is a quick service dining area, which they just evolved over the last, I guess it was about a year or two years, maybe a year and a half. It was during COVID. They changed up the menu in there and it's actually a lot better food than it was in the past. It used to be just your simple hamburgers, cheeseburgers, simple park food. And they, they've gotten a little bit better there. So if you need quick service, that's the play to go, place to go. One of the places to go, I should say. ABC Commissary, is it's on that Commissary Lane. However, the, the best thing on Commissary Lane to me, and you've heard me talk about it on this podcast before, it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite restaurant, or one of my favorite restaurants in the park, and that's Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater Restaurant. It is on Commissary Lane, and if you don't know what it is or haven't listened to me in the past, you get to sit in these 50s cars and watch 50s sci-fi movies and eat cheeseburgers, milkshakes, onion rings, all that good stuff, and uh, it's it's great. Like Anytime I go to Hollywood Studios, I want a reservation to sci-fi dining theater, and you've got to get that advanced dining reservation or... Uh, you probably aren't going to eat there. I mean, you can walk up and you can sit in tables in the back. However, it's tough to get in. And then also on Commissary Lane is Mickey and Minnie starring in the Red Carpet Dreams. It's just an area where you or kids that you're with get you know pictures and stuff with Mickey and Minnie dressed up in like their Hollywood clothes. And this used to be the area where they did the American Idol experience. It's probably one of the easiest places to get pictures with Mickey and Minnie uh, within... Uh, Walt Disney World just because it's not usually as busy as those other places so Mickey and Minnie uh, starring in Red Carpet Dreams there is on Commissary Lane but they came in at number eight of the lands for me in Hollywood Studios number seven 
is Animation Courtyard. And this place has ebbed and flowed as well, but currently uh, what you have there, you have Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which it's a really cool puppeteering show with black lights. And it's really, I mean, it's actors that are truly singing and usually they have people that can sing really well. Ariel in there is usually an amazing singer and it's a puppeteer show with all the characters from Little Mermaid and it's it's fun. It's fun to go see if you have a Little Mermaid fan um, in your party. Definitely go check it out. One of the funniest experiences I've actually had uh, was going to Voyage of Little Mermaid. I had a long day and I don't remember if I, we parked hot before or what but it was late at night. We were waiting for um, the fireworks and stuff on the Chinese theater for the Star Wars Galactic Fireworks Show. And we had some extra time, and we just went in to Voyage a Little Mermaid. Well, like I said, they have black lights. And at the time, I had on some light khaki shorts, and those black lights came on. And you just saw, like, the dirt and grime that was on my shorts from going on rides and being everywhere within Walt Disney World for the day. And my wife and I just could not stop laughing. Like, it was just, it was a long day, like I said. And it was hilarious because that black light just showed all the dirt and grime that had built up on those shorts for the day. But anyway, so Animation Courtyard is number seven. It has Voyage of Little Mermaid, which, like I said, it's an okay show. I bet it's one of those shows that's probably not along for that much longer or here for that much longer. Uh, also, at Animation Courtyard, you have Star Wars Launch Bay, which. Uh, Post-COVID here, we'll see what they do with it, but historically you got to watch a movie about Star Wars, and then you got to meet Star Wars characters. So you were able to meet either Kylo Ren at one point, Darth Vader, or Chewbacca, or BB-8. Um, so it's just an area where you were able to do some character meet and greets with Star Wars. Now, the Galaxy's Edge is open, and COVID's happening. I mean, maybe maybe they bring all that back. I don't know, um, but it's it's cool if you have a Star Wars fan to get pictures with those folks. And then also right outside of stores, Launch Bay, in between Launch Bay and Voyage of Little Mermaid is uh, usually Disney Junior characters. You get to meet some of the folks from your favorite Disney Junior shows, whether it's uh, Doc McStuffins or you know whatever's popular at the time. They usually have those characters out there for your little ones to be able to meet, greet, talk to, and so those kids really like that. Also, there's a Disney Junior dance party there occasionally um, where they play music and kids can dance with those same characters. They come out of the meet and greet, and so that's really fun for them as well. Now, at the other end, like heading towards Toy Story Land, there is one more piece um, that's actually considered in Animation Courtyard, and that's Walt Disney Presents One Man's Dream. And you may have heard me talk about this before. This is a... Uh, area where you can walk through it's sort of like a museum of walt and it has different things like park um, items that you know how they built the parks or pieces of walt's life or ideas or uh, drawings and different things about walt and who he was and things that he came up for the park or that they've come up with the park like for example now i know in there they have the galactic star cruiser which is going to be the new star wars hotel that's going on disney world property so you can see that scale model kind of built up in there but at the end of all this museum there's a there's actually a little show and it's uh, called one man's dream and it's just a short movie about walt and who he is and kind of why he decided to build disneyland and disney world and it's really good just to go and if you want people to 
get a deeper sense of value of Walt Disney World, like this is the place to go. I mean, I really should think that this should be at the front of the park or the front of Magic Kingdom for people to see, but it's right here, kind of, it's considered an animation courtyard. Like I said, it's going towards Toy Story Land. So that's number seven, Animation Courtyard. Now, number six, um, we're gonna keep going down Commissary Lane, which was my number eight. So if you are looking at the Chinese theater, and you take a left down Commissary Lane, you, you're, it ends into Grand Avenue. Or if you go around Echo Lake, which is a little farther to the left um, of the Chinese Theater, and go around it, you come into Grand Avenue. And Grand Avenue, there's a few things here. You've got, um, if you're coming down Commissary Lane, you end up running into Baseline Tap House, which Baseline Tap House is... I mean, it can be for anyone, but I think it's geared more towards adults. It's basically small foods and eats and draft beer and drinks. It's a really good place to sit down, relax, and see a ton of people intersecting at Commissary Lane and Grand Avenue before they go into Star Wars. They've got a really good charcuterie board and, and giant pretzel. Uh, so definitely a cool place to sit down and eat. But Baseline Tap House, it's right there at the end of Commissary Lane going into Grand Avenue but it's considered to be in Grand Avenue. And then in Grand Avenue, you've got uh, Muppets 3D. And if you're a classic Muppets fan, this is just a really fun show. I think it's truly underrated. So Muppets 3D is there in Grand Avenue. And then right across from uh, Muppets 3D, you've got Pizza Rizzo, which is a pizza place, and it gets um, pretty mixed reviews out there. But if you just need some basic pizza, you can go into Pizza Rizzo and do that. I would suggest if you go to Pizza Rizzo to get the giant pizza and salad, like the family style type, rather than getting singles. Because if you get that single serve, you're just getting that basic park pizza. But it's right there. And uh, you can go upstairs. I recommend going upstairs and checking that out. Um, and you can actually sit out on like a deck up there and look over at people as well. And then there's Mama Melrose, which is... An Italian place, um, it's a sit-down um, serve table service there. It's basically like a Olive Garden type place there within uh, Magic Kingdom. So it's in, it's in Grand Avenue. And then there's actually another food cart right there uh, that you can usually get like Mickey bars. And sometimes they have some special treats there as well. So you can check that out. That's Grand Avenue. It came in at number six. So going on to number five. We're going to talk about Hollywood Boulevard. So this is the street that you come in on when you walk into Hollywood Studios. And so Hollywood Boulevard, you first see, um, you know, the Chinese theater in the background, the giant Chinese theater. And that used to be the great movie ride. And now it's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, which is a great ride. And I actually still haven't even seen the, the true intro because of COVID, it got cut short and actually it's just started back up where you get to see this film of the new Mickey um, and Minnie cartoons before you actually get into the ride. And I haven't seen that yet because I think it only aired for a couple weeks or three weeks or so before um, they started shutting all that down. But I think you've got to go on this ride. This is the only Mickey and Minnie ride within all of Walt Disney World. So it's definitely a must. You've got to check it out. It's really good. I loved it. I think you could ride it multiple times and never see everything that you want to see because there's so much going on. And I've definitely not ridden it enough myself. Uh, so there's tons of stuff to see. So that's at the end of Hollywood Boulevard. 
However, going up, you know, there's plenty of stuff. There's plenty of places to shop. It's where most of the shopping happens within Hollywood Studios. Really cool places if you want to take some gear home or buy some souvenirs. Really cool shops that you can go in and out of um, within Hollywood Boulevard. At the end of Hollywood Boulevard, before you get to the Chinese Theater, the uh, Starbucks at the end of Hollywood Studios is the Trolley Car Cafe. They have one of my favorite little uh, treats there. It's uh, it's basically like a carrot cake oatmeal cream pie thing at the Starbucks. So if you're there and you're able to get in, by all means, try one of those. There's also tons of other food carts around Hollywood Boulevard where you get like your popcorn and that type of stuff. Um, and there's also Hollywood Brown Derby right there, which Hollywood Brown Derby is the uh, table service and it is the... Um, the fanciest dining that you can eat at in Hollywood Studios, and they're known for their Cobb salad. So if you go there, you should definitely try the Cobb salad, and uh, it, you can eat outside there as well um, as a kind of walk-up type thing, but the, the seating table service there is um, really good. And then also Club 33. If you don't know what Club 33 is, but Club 33 is a group within Disney where you pay... I don't know, you can't find an exact number, but there's Club 33s in all the parks, and it's basically an elite group where you've paid a ton of money and you get access um, to special places within the parks. You also get unlimited fast passes. It's a long story, but the Club 33 is located um, in Hollywood Brown Derby as well within Hollywood Studios. So that's Hollywood Boulevard. I mean, it's it's the main hub. I mean, it's the main road you walk into, and you've got Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railroad. I mean, that's pretty awesome. But it came on number five on my list for top lands within Hollywood Studios. Number four is if you go towards that Chinese theater and take a left, you're going to run into Echo Lake. And Echo Lake, there is a lake over there, and you're going to see Bert Gertie, who is the uh, big dinosaur that's in the lake. And there's a lot of things around. Um, Echo Lake. So we've got, uh, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along. Man, is this fun. Like if you, I think everybody likes Frozen. I about it said, if you like Frozen, you're going to like this. But who doesn't like Frozen? I mean, it's an amazing movie. And they sing all the songs and the ending of this Frozen sing-along with these actors. So there's actors up there acting out Frozen. And they you know, have some campy jokes and that sort of thing that may go over kids' heads. It's a fun thing, but at the end of it, it's just it's just amazing. I'm not going to spoil it, but you got to go. you got to sit in, and it's a perfect place to go because there's not much shade in Hollywood Studios. So go sit down, enjoy the, uh, for the first time in forever, Frozen sing-along, and stay toward the end because you get a cool surprise, and it's awesome. Also at Echo Lake there, you've got the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, for Indiana Jones fans, this is a must, but it kind of gives you a uh, behind the scenes into how they make a movie or do the stunts within a movie. So it's pretty interesting to see. I think it's getting a little old, the show, but um, it's it's great. It's a, it's a cool thing to check out. So Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular is there. One of my favorite things that you that is done in Echo Lake, and this is right in front of Star Tours, which I'll talk about in just a second, but is the Jedi Training Trials of the Temple. And what this is, is in the morning, people used to rush first thing to sign their kids up for Jedi Training Trials of the Temple. This is where 
your kids get to learn how to be a Jedi, and it's really cool. And if you have young kids, and especially young kids that like Star Wars, they get to fight um, Darth Vader or Kylo Ren usually, and it's 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 way cool. And it's just a cool little thing you sign your kids up for, and it's free. And it used to be the thing that people would rush to go do because before there's Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, like. This was one of the highlights outside of Toy Story Mania. But it's really cool, and I really you know, encourage you to sign your kids up for that. One, if you're into Star Wars, or two, if they're into Star Wars, or you just want them to be engaged in the story. So as we're talking about Star Wars, right there by that Jedi Trials of the Temple is another favorite ride of mine, and that is Star Tours, The Adventure Continues. And if you listened to me on this podcast before, Star Wars the tour the Star Wars the adventure continues is awesome. There are allegedly 60 different uh, rides that you can go on and essentially it is a uh, flight simulator type thing. It's 3D, you sit in this chair but you go through all these different pieces of the Star Wars movies and it's just super cool. I mean, I don't think um, there's other rides that actually change up as much as this one does and so you can continue to ride and ride different times to see different experiences and being a star wars fan for me i just want to keep going i would literally just want to get off go back on get off go back on because i want to see every single one of those uh different star tours um adventures and it's just super fun because you interact and engage with all these characters from all the different star wars and so it's just it's just a great ride, and it's there in Echo Lake. Now, uh, some of the things, we'll talk about some food uh, within Echo Lake. There's a bunch of food carts. There's like a Gertie's Ice Cream Place. There's Epic Eats. There's just a bunch of different little food carts and things. But there's also um, a couple sit-downs and a quick service. So uh, the 50s Primetime Cafe is in Echo Lake, and it's it's really fun. It's supposed to be like you're going to your grandma's house back in the 50s and she's telling you not to put your elbows on the table and she's telling you to eat your green beans and people that don't know um, that that's how the servers are supposed to act kind of get taken back from that. But they are supposed to you know, make sure you're minding your P's and Q's and they um, kind of razz you a little bit. And you can let them know if you don't want to deal with that. But it's part of the part of the process there at 50s primetime cafe and just the experience that you have but if you don't like it you can tell them to back off and they will but it's fun and it's definitely like 50s in there and retro and it's got your uh, basic food that you know a mom back in the 50s would make you know it's like meatloaf and fried chicken and just basic stuff like that this has one of the coolest lounges in it though like there is a tune-in lounge which is there which is where people sometimes wait if they have reservations but it's a really good spot if you want to sit up at a bar and eat if you're there by yourself or there with just one other person this is a cool place to sit and kind of relax and chill and get something good to eat and something cool to drink uh, but i really like the 50s primetime cafe and i really like that tune-in lounge if i'm there um, by myself or just like with my wife or something so it's definitely a place to check out then as right near jedi training the trials of the temple there's the backlot express and the backlot express is a quick service and it is your classic park food and so where i talked about abc commissary um was your used to be your classic park food that's why it was kind of thrown for a loop because both of those places were very similar from that standpoint 
Um, but now pretty much Backlot Express, if you're looking for cheeseburgers, looking for hot dogs, those types of things, that's what you're getting at Backlot Express. But you can get the Wookiee Cookie at Backlot Express. And if you've listened to this podcast in the past, you know I love the Wookiee Cookie. It's an oatmeal cookies with icing in the middle. So it's like a grown-up oatmeal cream pie. It's awesome. So check that out. And then um, Hollywood and Vine is also there around Echo Lake, and it's your character meal. So if you're wanting to see um, Mickey, Minnie, and uh, Goofy, like that's where you're going. You're going to do that character meal at Hollywood and Vine. And so that's right there around Echo Lake. So as you can see, Echo Lake has a lot of different things, and uh, it's a cool place. It's a great hub to be at. And now I'm going to number three. And just before I go any further, I mean, this is crazy, right? Like Hollywood Studios used to be considered almost like a half-day park. And you can do a lot of this. Don't get me wrong. Um, Almost all this stuff um, pretty quickly if it's not as busy. But you can truly spend a full day in this park for sure if you really engage and do all the things within Hollywood Studios. But number three, Toy Story Land. Now, people are probably like, what? Because some people definitely think this is number one land in Hollywood Studios, but I'm ranking it number three. But let me just tell you, as far as Disney Imagineering, this place is awesome. I mean, you feel like you are in Andy's backyard in Toy Story. I mean, everything is jumbo size. You can see his footprints in the pavement. You got Tinker Toys that are the size of you, building blocks the size of you. Like Slinky Dog Dash is a is like a big toy that you get to ride i mean it's cool the way they built it's super cool and if you've never been there at night definitely recommend that because at night it is even cooler so definitely check it out at night if you have that opportunity but so just talking about the things in toy story land we've got alien swirling saucers which is um a mix between like teacups and a scrambler uh it's a little ride with the aliens from toy story it's it's okay it's not the best ride in the world it's not terrible but uh, you know it's one of those that if you skip that's okay but then you've got toy story mania which is just a fun fun ride where if you have competitive group competitive group with you you know you got that person or people that want to see who they're the best and you're playing like carnival style games you go through in this little 3d ride and it's really fun and then in toy story land you've got slinky dog dash which Slinky Dog Dash is an amazing coaster. I mean, it's not super fast. I mean, anybody can pretty much ride it, but it's just super fun. It is a fun ride to do, and it's really fun at night, as I stated, because you can see all the Toy Story Land as you're going around the coaster, but it's it's amazing. It's one of those rides that a lot of people rope drop or go to first because they want to do it. And then as far as food within Toy Story Land, you've got Woody's Lunchbox, where you can get your tachos or your... Uh, brisket gravy uh tater tots in the morning you've got um, some snack carts and then soon they're adding a table service there as well called roundup rodeo barbecue now this was supposed to open already but due to covid it hasn't opened so i'm not sure when the opening of roundup rodeo barbecue is but it's probably sometime soon so we'll see but that's toy story land and it is it's epic from an Imagineering standpoint. I mean, it, it truly feels like you're transported into Andy's backyard. But it came in at number three. Number two is Sunset Boulevard. 
And so Sunset Boulevard, if, if you walk all the way down um, Hollywood Boulevard, which is your first, which is how you enter into the park, your first right, right by Trolley Car Cafe, which is the Starbucks, is Sunset Boulevard. And it's just a road that you go down to. And when you look down Sunset Boulevard, you see the Twilight Zone Tower Terror at the end, which we'll just start there. Twilight Zone Tower Terror, one of the best rides, I think, in all of Disney parks. And it, the theming of it's fantastic. I absolutely love the line, the queue of Twilight Zone Tower Terror. And then the ride itself is just phenomenal. I mean, it's a drop ride where you get dropped and brought back up and dropped again. And it has different sequences within it. It's super cool. Gotta do it. It's at the end of Sunset Boulevard, but there's lots of other stuff on Sunset Boulevard. There's some, like I said, there's shopping on Sunset Boulevard, um, just like there are in um, Hollywood Boulevard. Bunch of cool places. Definitely suggest you go check all the different stuff out. There are different places to eat um, within Sunset Boulevard. You've got Fairfax Fair, uh, Catalina Eddie's. You've got Hollywood Scoops, which is like an ice cream place, and some Joffrey's. Not the best places to eat within Disney World. Usually these are the places that people end up at if they don't have reservations anywhere. Uh, it's not all, It's not any indoor seating, um, but you can get food down there. <laughs> uh, so other things within Sunset Boulevard, you have Beauty and the Beast live on stage, which is a Beauty and the Beast live show, which seems like it's getting ready to come back um, from being gone for a while in COVID. And it's just okay for me. If you've got huge Beauty and the Beast fans, by all means go. But this is one of those things that I, I don't have to personally do. Um, but it's there, and if you like your Beauty and the Beast fan, you go check it out. You know, it's them acting it out on stage live. So it's pretty cool. Another thing at Sunset Boulevard is Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Now, this is tucked behind Rock and Roller Coaster. A lot of people don't even know it's back there. But Lightning McQueen is one of the coolest animatronics you sit in this arena and he engages with you and you go on some races it's really fun for those kids that really liked cars or into the cars movies uh, it's not the best experience slash ride or whatever in the world but um, you get to see a cool lightning mcqueen and i mean that's that's about it i don't know what else to say about it um, but twilight zone tower terror is down there and then like i said rock and roller coaster is right there as well which Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith is one of the best, if not the best, roller coaster in Walt Disney World. It You get launched, and it's in the dark, and they're blasting Aerosmith, and it's just awesome. It is an awesome coaster. I mean, some of my favorite times is doing Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster right back-to-back because they're right there near each other. And that's why Sunset Boulevard is number two on my list of top lands in Hollywood Studios is just because of those two rides. It's because of Rock and Roller Coaster. It's because of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. And I think when people think of Hollywood Studios, they think of Tower of Terror. Like, they think of that building. And that's why it's number two. I mean, I don't think it can't be anything less than that just because of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. But Rock and Roller Coaster is an amazing ride. And this roller coaster definitely... You know, I think ton of people can actually ride it and i think they get scared because they hear that it has a loop in it or corkscrews and they don't go on it but it's funny my the first time my uh, youngest daughter went on it she didn't even realize we went a loop it was that quick so um it's fun it's exciting it's exhilarating and like i said i think just about anybody can do rock and roller coaster 
Um, but don't force anybody on a ride. Like I would tell you for anybody that's on a fence with any ride, just, you know, wait till they want to do it. Because if they go in and they're not wanting to do it, then more than likely they're not going to have a great time. But Sunset Boulevard, number two on my list of top lands in Hollywood Studios. So I'll go back and talk about um, all the lands. So as I stated, Pixar Place, I didn't really rate it because there's not really much there now except a Joffrey's. Um, so number eight, Commissary Lane. Uh, like I said, that's the place with Sci-Fi, ABC Commissary, and Mickey and Minnie uh, meet and greet. Seven, Animation Courtyard. That's with Star Wars Launch Bay, Voyage of Little Mermaid, Disney Junior, Walt Disney Prevent, Presents. Six, Grand Avenue. It's Baseline Tap House. It's Muppets 3D. It's Pizza Rizzo, Mama Melrose. Five, Hollywood Boulevard. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Hollywood Brown Derby. Trolley Car Cafe. Uh, just the centerpiece of the whole park or the hub. Then you've got uh, Echo Lake, Frozen, first time in forever, uh, Indiana Jones Epic Spectacular, Jedi Training Trials of the Temple, Star Tours, 50s Primetime Cafe, Backlot Express, Hollywood Vine. No, that was number four. Number three, Toy Story Land. Just amazing. It's Andy's Backyard, Slinky Dog Dash. Don't have to say anymore. Two, Sunset Boulevard, where you've got Rock and Roller Coaster, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. The number one land in Hollywood Studios, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> and this may be controversial because some people aren't as hype about it as I am, but man, do I love Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Let me just start with Rise of the Resistance. Number one ride right now in all of Walt Disney World. Like, it's, it's it. I mean, that's why people want to go to Hollywood Studios. They want to get that boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance. Phenomenal ride. Like, I don't even know where the ride stops, where the ride ends, because you get off and you're on another planet. It's just phenomenal. Rise of Resistance, amazing ride. And then you've got Smuggler's Run, too, right? If you have a Star Wars fan and they want to be on the Millennium Falcon, guess what? They get to do that. And truly, like, the line of the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is probably just as good as the actual ride, um, which the ride is a 3D ride where you're actually controlling the Millennium Falcon. But just going through that queue and seeing all the different stuff and seeing the Millennium Falcon and being inside the Millennium Falcon, oh my gosh, for being a Star Wars fan, just amazing. And then other stuff within Galaxy's Edge, we've got Droid Depot, where it's an extra service you have to pay for, but you can build your own droid. And then you've got Savi's Workshop, which is where you take junk and build a lightsaber, which is one of my favorite experiences I've done in Walt Disney World, however, it's really pricey at over $200 now, <laughs> but it's super cool. And the eating in there is amazing in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You've got Docking Bay 7, which is a quick service place where you can get food that's kind of intergalactic and kind of prepared differently. You've got the milk stand where you can get green and blue milk um, like they drank in the movies, so that's really cool. You've got Olga's Cantina, which... Olga's Cantina, which... Um, is like a cantina from a Star Wars movie. You truly feel like you have stepped off into another planet and are at like a little bar cantina in another planet. Super cool. Then you've got Ronto Roasters. It's just a quick, you know, quick service place. And people talk about the Ronto wrap and how it's one of the best little snacks that you can get in all of Walt Disney World. So you got to check that out. And then there's tons and tons of places to shop, whether it's Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Um, in Black Spire Outpost there, there's toy makers. There's clothing places. In Galaxy's Edge, there's fun photo pass places. But really, 
the reason why it's number one on my on my list is I truly felt like I was on a different planet and I don't know maybe I was just sappy um, the times that I've been there um, I was able to go actually to a preview before the public was actually able to go there the first time I ever went there and that was super cool because and maybe that's what set it off because the cast members truly made it feel like I was on a different planet and they have since then I mean going going during COVID kind of was a little bit different um, the times that I've been there just because you don't have as much interaction with with cast members however they still you know use all the different language like bright suns for saying hi or rising moons for saying you know good evening and they do different things but you feel like you're on a different planet and if you're able to ride rise the resistance like i said you go through this ride and you come off this ride and you truly feel like you're still in this other planet and so it totally is just immersive i mean you feel like you're somewhere else and another fun thing that you can do is use the disney parks app while you're in there it turns into what they call a data pad and with this data pad you can control all different pieces of star wars galaxy's edge you can make steam come out of the millennium falcon you can make antennas go off you can make droids heads move you can play games you can help the resistance you can help the first order you can play different roles you can play different roles on rides uh it's just awesome i mean is it as cool as i thought it would be yes could it be cooler of course like i thought that there would be because I think they led up to this, I thought there'd be like tons of different characters walking around all the time and engaging with different people and things, but there's not as much of that. Like, yes, you get Stormtroopers, you get Kylo Ren, you get uh, Chewbacca, you get Rey, you get uh, Vi Moretti and like Hondo and these folks that are from the books. So if you've read Star Wars books or have super star wars geeks like me in your group that have read books and stuff about star wars these characters are there um and it's it's just cool like you have a deeper sense of value for this area and that's why it's number one for me it's why it's the best area for me in hollywood studios i mean star wars galaxy's edge black spire outpost it's just it's just amazing and just sit back look at the details um and enjoy and you know, I think some people just rush and they're like, oh, it's only got like two rides. Well, this is this is lame. But um, and that may be your case. Like if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, that may be the way you feel. But um, you got to got to have fun with it. Got to engage and, and really look at all the details within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But it's number one in my books. Hopefully you have enjoyed this podcast of my top lands within Hollywood Studios. You can use it to help plan your trips one day or just like hearing what I liked about what i like about you know hollywood studios so i can't wait to get back and enjoy uh hollywood studios and i hope that you all have a magical day